and welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. Hello. Hello. Did you miss us? I think they did. Yeah. Well, some of them did. We've been away a week. (laughs) (laughs) How will they cope after after we finish the season? (laughs) Normally it's a week people can put up with me, that's it. But they'd be away for a week and people are clamouring for us. (laughs) Clamouring. Yeah, no, it's been... Thank you for everyone who's uh, sent in lovely messages or or, uh, told us when we've seen you how much uh, you're, you're going to miss us after the live final and how much you miss not having a podcast last week. The amount of people who want us to come round and wake them up in person on a Monday morning <laughs> and talk Eurovision to them. Listen, I, I, I talk money to me. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> you don't even need to get paid for it. <laughs> so what have we been up to in that week that we've been off? Well, the reason why we've seen people is because we've been to the OJ fan club Eurobash. Yes, we have in Leeds. In Leeds. Yeah, did you Eurobash well out over the weekend? I, uh, I, well, uh, less said about the weekend, <laughs> the better. It was great though. I had a great time. Marvellous. Did you, uh, <laughs> I did, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we had a lovely weekend. We were, were the Eurobash is the annual convention from the um, OK UK, the UK branch of the International uh, Eurovision Fan Club, and it's a it's a really fun event. I mean, you might think you know if you've not been, the Eurovision convention might be a bit anoraki. I mean, you know. I mean, are, it was. Come there on. There are one or two people in yeah. you know, solid waterproof jackets. There. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, it's a really jolly thing. I mean, it's so lovely to see uh, lots of friends that we see, and there were lots of new people there. Yeah, as well. And it was really good vibe actually. It was quite good to see the new people say how welcomed they felt, because you know what it's like. Not so much Eurovision crowd, but it can be quite clicky in other community. I, I, I like the fact that they were welcomed. I quite like that that happened. Yes. <laughs> and it was a good weekend of uh, structured fun. And actually, I can say this, because Monty won't, you did a fucking amazing job of the interviews, mate. Oh, thank you. You did. And everyone said that. You smashed it. So Monty uh, interviewed the panel of guests, which were youths from Latvia 2016. Uh, Linda Martin... Who actually, that was easy gig for you. Like she did all. The, she she went all. Really she, yeah. she just told us loads of little. God, she was bon <laughs> <laughs> um, Who else did this? So Michael Rice, UK mm-hmm. from this year. You had to get a bit more out of him. You had to work a little bit harder with him, didn't you? I think. Yeah, I mean, Michael's not such a seasoned pro as Linda, yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, you know, he's not used to doing um, you know as many interviews like that but I like his positive attitude towards it all he has, he wasn't scarred from Absolutely. the so good yeah. for him He's and he came to the bash which we were a little bit worried about he, might not he had a great time he yeah, said yeah, yeah he had a really good time and uh, Esther Hart the final guest yeah Netherlands 2003 almost the UK 2003 as yeah. well so she told us all about having been entered uh, against her knowledge into the UK selection but she was just a lovely delightful guest as well and um, they all performed in the evening I think it's fair to say that the highlights were Esther who did a whole load of old Eurovision songs and uh, Linda Martin who was a trooper yeah just fantastic set so much fun yeah I love her I do as well Mm. she's great value Mm. great value oh thank you that's very nice you know it's good great interviews and actually everyone said it so uh, yeah 
It was a good bash. It was a good bash. Yeah, it was. Sunday was a little bit more challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Let's draw a discreet veil over that. Yeah. So wh- something else happened at the bash. Something did. Yes. Not everything that happened at the bash is going to stay at the bash. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did the running order for the live show. Cherry, the, li- the uh, second Cherry live show, which is part of Eurofest, which you all know about by now. But yeah, we did the running order. Um, very official it was. We pulled everything out of a pint glass. Uh, <laughs> you, no hats were available. No, we all... The this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we, yeah, we did all the fish, didn't we? All official. Very official, yes. It's a proper draw. Yeah. It's a proper random draw. It's none of this producer-led no. business. And it felt so scary because it was like, this is it. This is what... <laughs> what we're doing <laughs> is what, what we're, we're doing. Do. Yeah, it felt very yeah. So, what is the running order? Should we should we go through and let people know? Yeah, let's do it. Yay! <laughs> Look, there's some value to listening to the podcast. <laughs> so, first off to bat is... España. España. Second in the running order, it is... Ukraine. Third is Iceland, Terabjörk. Fourth... Finland. Finland, that's right. And fifth is Lithuania. Yep, then sixth is La France. And in seventh place, it's Estonia. Eighth position, is that middle of the pack? It, it is, middle of the pack. halfway. Halfway is Australia. Australia in eighth and quickly followed in ninth by Italy. We've got mm. a bit of a strong middle because then after that in tenth is Germany. And after that, in eleventh place, it's Sweden. Then twelfth, we've got... Norway. 13th, it's Croatia, Brutalero. 14th, it's the bloody United Kingdom. <laughs> if it's still united by then. Oh, God. <laughs> Denmark is 15th, which means in last place it will be... Closing the show-ish will be Romania. Romania, Be- Bella yes. Santiago. Yes. So there you go, our running order. Spain, Ukraine, Iceland, Finland, Lithuania, France, Estonia, Australia, Italy, Germany, Sweden, Norway, Croatia, UK, Denmark, and Romania. And there's 16 cherries this year. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a, a bunch up of the slow songs, but them's the breaks. That's, That's how, how it goes. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I like this start. I like Spanish start. That is yeah. it. Because you are... I thought you would have liked a Spanish finish. Well, it wouldn't be the last time. <laughs> First time, last time, <laughs> any time. <laughs> Hopefully not the last time. <laughs> so, um, yes, that's got to be now. Just a note, actually. Do you know my boss has subscribed to the podcast and he's listening? He's probably listening now. What's your boss's name? Andy. Hi, Andy. <laughs> now, what do you think about your employee? <laughs> <laughs> now, I promise you, Andy, um, I'm very responsible out of work. I'm only drunk... He's knocked a bottle work. of red wine already tonight, I'll have you know. I'm only drunk at work, yeah, I, I promise. <laughs> yeah, no, we've already ruined the floor, so... <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so that's the running order, and uh, I'm, I'm happy with that. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a good running order. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy and see, see what happens. So, this is the wash-up episode. So, what we're going to do now is just have a little run-through the national finals that... Didn't make it to the second cherry rundown, but definitely worth talking about. (music) 
So, Matt, there were 10 national finals that had a competition, but that we didn't select a song from. Um, we stuck at 16 for mere purpose of brevity on the night and to keep it nice and compact. Uh, and we couldn't have had 26 songs. It just would be too many. Um, so some countries missed out. Some countries may have had a decent enough entry to send. But I think we, on balance, have a nice rounded show. We have a fairly balanced show in what we've got. Um, and I think we probably captured the best that was on offer. I think we've probably, we've not missed out on a winner. I think nothing that we've left behind would have won the contest. That's I think that's right. probably fair to say. We'll never know, but I think it's mm. fair to say. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I probably agree with you on that. Um, now, one of the best national finals, the most interesting national finals, I think, at least this year, was Portugal. Mm. Yeah. Now, I believe that you were quite taken by the Portuguese song that went to Eurovision. I was. I've said this from the start. It was my favourite song. It was my number one song at Eurovision this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things change because once you see the performances and things, I mean, Australia really rocked that decision. I was like, but you know, so, but no, Portugal was everything that I wanted from a Eurovision mm. song. It was a little bit different. It a was, little bit? It was a little bit different. <laughs> Let's just remember the song was uh, Telemovace by Conan Osiris. <laughs> A little bit different there. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it though. It, what was it about a man who was wearing his curtains and hanging his spoons off his cheeks? That I have, I'll take a man no other way. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what it is? I, no, seriously, what I loved about this song was it was like a modern day version of Portuguese father music. Mm-hmm. It was visually interesting. Whether you liked it, got it, understood it, whatever, it was visually stimulating, let's say. it was. There was stuff going on. It was like Japanese art house actually it's the way it starts the performance they didn't really capture that in the same way at Eurovision but in the national final it was really really sort of vibrant really Japanese-y mm. um, and I just thought yes the visual at times was a little bit jarring it was a bit I'm not quite sure what's going on here I, I think Zhao the, the dancer with him at times it was a bit odd I think sometimes I wish they were dancing in sync like they were synchro when they did some of the moves instead of just going off doing their own thing. The little tweaks I would have made to the performance, which may have made it a little bit more palatable, but whatever, the song itself, I just loved. I just thought it was a, this is what I want to see at Eurovision, something a bit different. I'm 100% with you on that. There was just something about this song that set it apart. Um, I mean, there's, quite aside the fact that it's a sort of existential song about being dumped by mobile phone or the role that mobiles play in our lives um there was this was a challenging song it was a really it was out there took a lot of risks um and i think that for me it feels as though since winning um 
with something which was just a version of like what Portugal does, um, there's a newfound boldness at the national final. When you say winning, you mean when they won? When they won Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just, you know, it feels as though, you know, these artists are just going to put in exactly what they're doing. Um, we had a really eclectic mix at the Portuguese national final this year. I would actually love to have done a full podcast about it. Um, but what I don't think there was was a song other than Telemovesh which was strong enough to go into second yeah. cherry and that as was a competition. And that was a team decision as well. We all said, you know, ah, there's just something. And and as a national final, one of my favourites, weirdly, but without yeah. that standout song that that we that we're interested in, the one that didn't make it to Eurovision, the second, third place, and everything from below were solid songs but nothing that we really thought would add anything to Cherry which is a shame because as a, as you said the national final it was really good and I, I really hope Portugal just stick to that you know if it ain't broke don't fix it um, I know well depends how you look at that they didn't do they didn't qualify for the final mm. in Tel Aviv but I don't care I don't what you said was authentic yes. you went down in flames you know like, as you should mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I loved it Yeah, really. shit or bust yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember watching it because we stayed up and obviously the Portuguese um, final goes on until quite late and we stayed up and yeah. we watched quite a we number got of wine. We got wine <laughs> with some wine that night and we were just le- whooping and cheering and we were so behind that song winning. So Within five minutes had I not put a bet on that it was going to win Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, threw away money there. Yeah, but, yeah. Let's, uh, let's draw a veil over how that turned out. But yeah, Portugal, really interesting national final. Yeah, not really... We're picking the winner because that was the best song, really. I it don't was, think, yeah, you know, there was, there was anything really... There were some interesting songs mm. in there. Again, it's not interesting, but there was, there was like the more folky song, which I really liked. With the face paints. The face paints, yeah. and there yeah. was, was there's carpet on the floor or something, if I remember yes. quite. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, just, I really like that. But it, in, I can't wait to see what they come up with next year. And Matai, who I think came second who was the, the, the singer, um, I can't remember the name of the song now, but he was on the Portuguese jury, and he's one of two people, two jurors, who ranked Michael Rice second. Oh, was he? Yes. Yes, I did all the analysis. Oh, of course you for, did. For, for the Eurobash. weekend. Eurobash, yes. Eurobash. You, yes, that's uh, right. You told this to so, Michael, and yes. he was like, what? Yeah, because yeah. <clears throat> that somebody had placed him second. So, yes, uh, that was where his, uh, his um, points came from. Or where his backing came from, at least. Let's have a move across to the Balkans and Montenegro, who had a national final this year. It was very short. There were only five songs. Um, and I think they picked probably the worst of them. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know. I can't... I won't, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> not great. Yeah. I mean, again, nothing quite good enough to pick for Cherry, but I just did want to highlight um, Andrei Demirovich, who was, of course, the uh, entrant in 2009. So Andrea failed to qualify in 2009, and, and it heralded two years out of the competition for Montenegro, but she was back in the selection this year, and she had a strange performance of her song because she had like a creature dressed up as a devil when she was singing it. It was really... It was quite unnerving, I thought. I put in my notes, I, th- I don't know if you remember this, I sent a spreadsheet a spreadsheet of my notes to Monty. And <laughs> under this, I put, if Lordy went on a gl- 
juice cleanse because <laughs> it was like the same sort of prosthetics of Lordy but he was, it was like, a bit, he was just yeah. really quite slight <laughs> in the juice cleanse yeah so Andrea there really the highlight probably of Montenegro and um, Latvia Latvia I, I mean I reflected on Latvia because we were uh, interviewing Justs at the weekend at Eurobash and um, Latvia apart from him and um Aminata and his songs written by Aminata, they're the only two acts that were qualified in the past decade for Latvia. Yeah. You can see, when you watch their national final this year, you can sort of see why. Mm. It was, because I, for ESC Extra, I had to live tweet. It was the show that I got allocated to live tweet and to, and I mean, they owe me next year, guys, because I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best gig of the year. Was it wasn't it? the best gig, you know. I didn't, I didn't get your mail fest or your, <laughs> but no, they didn't do very well at Eurovision, but it kind of was one of the better songs from the selection. Which says a lot for the quality of the selection, because yeah. the song they said was absolute rubbish. Um, it was that night with Carousel. There were a couple of, um, more interesting things in there. I mean, one I think we have to point out was a song by Edgar Kreilich, uh, which is called Cherry Absinthe. Uh, of course, we did consider having it because of the connection of Second Cherry and Cherry Absinthe. But again, it just was, it didn't quite cut it. It felt a bit GCSE project. <laughs> if I'm being, and I, I actually, that sounds like I'm being really awful about it, but it's not, it, it was more like you could see where the lines are mm-hmm. in the workings of it. You could see, it was, it wasn't like this complete polished package. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. One other to point out as well, I thought was um, Tartas Jizma, which is folk song, mm. which was by Julie Violets featuring Cosmins, and um, I don't know is Julie Violets the lead singer or was Cosmins the featured singer? I don't know, but whichever one of those it was, the featured singer was the man who has found fame amongst Eurovision fans yeah. as the person inside the Riga Beaver costume yeah. <laughs> and it's really weird although we'd never seen the person who was playing the Riga Beaver before when you had a look at him you go oh yeah he kind of looks like the Riga Beaver yeah <laughs> for those of you who aren't sure the Riga Beaver was basically a song that entered the national final well it was just the interval it was like oh it was, was it a song a, yeah no it was a man in a beaver costume uh, and this isn't entirely unconnected because I think the beaver is the symbol of Latvia yeah. Yes. Or some symbol of breed. It wasn't a discount store at the local, you know, fancy <laughs> dress shop at the time. And um, he was there to sort of, uh, you know, kind of, he was like the warm up man, the fluffer of the audience. Um, and um, on the breaks, he entertained the crowd. Um, and because we got the web stream, which didn't ha- didn't cut to Latvian TV, which was showing the adverts, That's right. we got what was happening in the studio. And so he was entertaining the crowd. But he was, you know, he took on a sort of a life of his own and created this character. He was bopping around to like, you know, sort of techno music uh, <laughs> and then sort of doing like magic tricks. And, you know, it was he became a bit of a cult figure. Um, so the man who was playing him in the costume was one of the mm. uh, act that was there. Certainly worth checking out. Yeah. It's an interesting um, performance. If you don't mind being fluffed by a beaver. Moving swiftly <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Um, Hungary. I mean, Hungary... Again. It was a chore this year. I mean, the, the Adal format. I, I've got the, the impression that the Adal format is a bit tired in think. Hungary. Here's the thing, they've 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 sent some great songs from Adal in, in the past. And Boggy. 
and Boggy, but they've sent some great songs in the past. They have. One of my favourite artists, actually, Andras Kale Saunders. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about our joint favourite artist from Hungary that we love. Which one? Wolf Catty? No. Juicy Papai. Oh, Juicy Papi, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Juicy Papai, no. We call it Juicy Papi. <laughs> yes, they have. They've sent him twice, and that's been a highlight of the Adal, absolutely. Yeah. As has Andras Kale Saunders, who I was quite taken with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and sadly not taken by but taken with <laughs> not the one to try him on Dean he was in again this year and he was in it he had a sort of a show. his his musical style tends to jump around quite a bit um, and this year he was in kind of sort of a little rap combo um, called the Middletons Middletons, Middletones, Middletons, Middletones, not great, not great, no, and you know, sometimes he, you know, he's a gorgeous looking man, yeah, I'm going to be really based, he's a gorgeous looking man, but sometimes he has his hair done or, you know, is wearing things that just don't show him off to his best advantage anymore. So, a little bit disappointing, really. Basically, he had clothes on, he didn't like it. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me have a bit more dignity than that. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. It, it, was, it, was, it was bizarre, because when you see the song that he came to Eurovision with, very good song, yeah. great vocal, great... Everything about it was very well thought out. It was a strong entry. Mm-hmm. And then, leading on down the line, he's here with this sort of song. It wasn't, it wasn't the best song. Yeah. I mean, that's... Let's go over that. Mm. Can we? Can I just think about Juicy Pappy for I'll give a while? You <laughs> Come back in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you done yet? Um, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Serbia next. Now, actually, the Serbian final was very entertaining. Um, we had some really interesting artists in there. We had the return of Extra Nena. Um, who was the Yugoslavian entrant, the last ever Yugoslavian entrant in 1992 uh, with Lubimte Pishmama. She came back with a song. Ken's kind of like, you know, the, the Balkan song um, wasn't particularly stunning. But the final was really good. They had lots and lots of special guests in the final. And across the two semis and the final, we had performances by Bojana Stamenov, Jacques Udet, Knez, Sandra Vukic, Lea Serk, Yelena Tomasevic, Emilia Kokic, who was part of Riva, Calliope, Laka, and then in the final we had um, a performance by Jelko Yoksimovic. So, as a show, the Serbian final was fantastic to watch because you had all these amazing guests reprising their songs and doing special performances. So, it was so much fun. But the songs. A bit less so. Mm. There's one I do want to point out, and this is something we play a little bit of this, um, but it's something that you absolutely have to go and watch the performance of. And it's called Nema Souza, and it's by Jesnan Loncharevich. <laughs>
the reason I wanted to point this out is just the performance was just bonkers. You've got to watch it. You've absolutely got to watch it. So it seems to be telling the story of a woman who's lost her son in, you know, often the army or something like that. I think so, yeah. And she's kind of reminiscent. She's sitting there with a, um, a, a ball of knitting. But then it gets a bit amateur dramatics <laughs> and a woman comes in with a roll of knitting wound around her and she spins around as it unravels across the stage a couple of ballerinas in tutus come and sort of do something artistic with it by picking it up and putting it down again and then her son who was playing the piano at the star comes walks off stage comes back on stage with a halo and it becomes obvious that you know he's Return from the afterlife. <laughs> That's what I want for my Eurovision entries. Absolutely, I want right. rebirth live on stage. <laughs> so it was quite, um, it was quite the thing to see. Um, certainly ha- worth having a look. We'll put it in the show notes. But Nemesuza by Jiznan Loncharevich for Serbia. A real quick whiz through the rest of what was left. I mean, the Belarus final was just bloody awful, really, wasn't it? Yes. Now. Zina or Jena, I don't know. Zina, this is we. I watched this live. I th- I don't know if I had to live tweet this one. I can't remember. The whole national final season's a blur. But I watched this live, and she was the first. She might even be the first person on stage. She was certainly the, in the. I think first, she was the second. Second, yeah. Yeah. She was. She was one of the first people to perform. Really odd. Every judge had to give marks out of ten. Mm-hmm. There were seven judges, so it was marks out of seventy. She got sixty nine. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh, do we do we bother watching the rest of this?" This is the thing because the marks were given as they performed. Sorry, yes, that's right. That's how we know that. So you knew that the second song already had sixty nine. So all of the songs came after her and scored less than that. You knew that that was it. So basically, a song had to come along and blow the socks off everybody and score maximum points from each juror to knock her off. So it was a bit. Kind of like an anti-climax. Really. Now I remember the reason why I had to sit and watch it is because I was so at EC Extra. Someone does the live tweet and then someone does the live like the results article, and so I was sitting there ready to go. And then when she performed, I was like, "She's got six notes." So I wrote the article out as if Zena had won. And then right at the end, as soon as she was like, "Oh, didn't quite make the point," hit send. It was like the from a from a writing point of view of covering it, it was the easiest thing I've ever done because you didn't have to rewrite it or try and jig it. It was like, oh no, she's she's blatantly gonna win. But, but from a suspense point of view, oh, there was, was nothing crap. there at all. Yeah, like that how that's everyone's like, oh, clearly they wanted to win. Yeah. She was the favourite from the start, I think, if I remember rightly. For, she, because she, she was known to people at Eurovision because she presented junior Eurovision. She was I in think. junior, I think. She's in, but I think presented she presented, well, yeah. Yes. So she, I think this is that's her pedigree, and that's why they're yeah. like, we need to make sure she gets a good song yeah. as well, which is what happened. So I, yeah, I, I hope they rethink that because mm. they need to do something different with that because it wasn't a great national final on top of that mm-hmm. with no suspense. I yeah. really don't know why people tuned in to watch it to be honest I wish I hadn't (laughs) (laughs) Slovenia now Slovenia is an interesting one because we did we did actually pick a song we did we met and we discussed it and we picked it but then we decided actually that it wasn't good enough to make the cut yeah but but you know being nice about it really it wasn't so much that it wasn't good enough it's also about in the mix I think it was a woman female with 
lights projected on her would mm-hmm. it didn't she had a bit of that going on and we sort of all had that with Germany and Ellie Ryan and it wasn't the song was a bit bonkers and yeah the song that we're talking about is called Chaos by Raven and uh, it was the one that a lot of fans were looking out for I have to say and it probably was the most intriguing song of the night but it didn't feel as though it lived up to the hype no. for me and much like how Monica Maria was the favourite in Lithuania this big star who's got the song this is the same for Raven Raven um, and Cows but this you know didn't didn't make it through yeah it's interesting yeah. maybe just a bit too big yeah. to get the votes how does that work out I mean I think you know we know there's going to be some of you disappointed that this didn't make it because it is one of those countries that a few people have commented on the social media or in person to us and oh, I'm really looking forward to Slovenia so it was a tricky situation when we kind of went oh, well, we've kicked it out it's a good national <laughs> final I mean Ema is it, it, can, it, it can throw up some good stuff but just yeah it wasn't you can't see on the podcast but I'm grimacing at yeah, no, yeah. Monty's not agreeing with me <laughs> I didn't think it was I, I was quite bored by a lot of it mm, okay yeah moving on moving on Albania now I have to say we would have loved to have had an Albanian cherry there's something about the festival the Kengis and the orchestra and the um, history yeah it's a great national final but you know what do we do with the songs that were left after the song that was chosen mm-hmm. for Eurovision? It's hard going to really get into the Festival of Kingis. You've really got to you've got to put the time in. You've got to really listen well, yeah, to the songs. Because at, at first I thought my feed when I was watching was like broken because I had the same advert on repeat for like <laughs> five minutes and I was like no this isn't right it's gone wrong like, no that's what happens Matt you just have to sit yeah. through it and it's the timing of it as well it's often on near Christmas and I'm often you know with family and don't have the chance to watch it properly and if you do you're watching it through a stream and sometimes the streams are great quality um, so I think it's something that you have to kind of sort of catch up mm. with later but you know sometimes you just don't have a spare four days <laughs> To catch no. up with it. Because actually, it's a long old show. There's a lot of songs. And the one song I think which would have kind of been our cherry what actually wasn't a very strong performance at all. Now I know we have selected songs which the the recording is better than the live performance, but the, yeah, I would I was just a tad disappointed for something which is normally very strong mm-hmm. in terms of it knows exactly what it is, you know, yeah. it is very much Albania. Much how San Remo is the, you know, Italian culture being sort of demonstrated in a celebration. I, I sort of feel like Albania's Festival de Kengis is like that as well. Of course, the strange quirk of the Albanian selection is that we are now talking about last year's um, Festival de Kengis and this year's is going to start in about six weeks' time. Yeah, true. <laughs> so the on-season is not very far away. Uh, so maybe we can try and find some time to properly get into Albania this year and give it a, give it a thorough going through and see what we can come up with. But yeah, Albania didn't make the, the, the cut this year. And there's only one left to mention, and that was the Czech Republic. Now they did have a national final of sorts because they had a number of songs which were selected upon which people could vote. 
but you could only vote on the music videos for them. There wasn't a live performance national final. So this really kind of disqualified them from being in Cherry because we always have to use a live performance for the show on the night. And that's one of the, you know, that's one of the few hard and fast rules with Cherry. So we had to really discard Czech Republic altogether. It was a shame, really, because actually there, there was a couple of songs there which were really different yeah. and, were, and actually probably could have made it into Cherry, actually. Well, I liked, quite the... liked what they did with it. They, you know, they got contemporary artists and tried yeah. a completely new approach to the, selecting. They are really... You can tell that Czech Republic are well into this now, all right? Back at home, we know that the, the general public in, in Czech Republic are not really tuned into Eurovision. There's apathy... But last year, when they selected Mikhail Joseph, Miklas Joseph, Miklas, yeah, yeah, when they selected him, it was done through the Eurovision app, and it was like, oh, they've embraced Eurovision. They've got the the selection, and you voted. I believe it was the same this year, and they're trying to really gain interest. They announced the fact that they've got a national final this coming year last year at their last national final. They really want to do well. They're they're kind of thinking like this is something we really want to be part of I'm embracing that completely like this bring it on I really hope they they continue next year some really strong artists I hope so as well I mean I thought that um, um, friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend was actually a really good pop song so you know getting somebody like Lake Malawi in was really good it yeah. gave a you know a fresh band um, a who they supported because that was a good stage in yeah they supported their artist yeah yeah yeah, it was a real good choice. And I think after trying for so many years and not getting anywhere, um, it does feel as though Czech Republic's turned a bit of a corner. So, yeah, let's see what they bring this year. Fingers and crossed. see if they have anything which is eligible to be in second cherry. So, Monty, we're almost at the end of our wash-up episode. Mm-hmm. We need to make an announcement. We do. We need drum roll. <laughs> That's not going to come very good on the audio, but that was a drum roll, <laughs> literally on the table that the mic's on. But um, we, back in one of the very early episodes, we said we needed to get a drum roll sound clip. Oh yeah. We did. Oh well, let's let's if let, you, let's keep okay. it sounding. Wait, really? If you heard a drum roll, then then obviously you know what happened where well, I went back and I found a drum roll. Put it. If not, if you just had a load of weird banging that hurt your ears, if you got your headphones in, then. I didn't. Um, <laughs> so online, right? Online vote. We need to announce the online vote because so because really we haven't got that much time now until the winner of the second cherry song contest 2019 will be announced at our live show at yes. Eurofest. But there Fine. is plenty but of time to vote. Plenty of time to vote. Yeah. So we're announcing this now. Now this op- this episode's going out on Monday. And the vote will be announced through our social media, all our social medias, and our website, I suppose. Yes, because it will be part of the website. And so if you are looking now and you can't see it, it's imminent. We're literally about to, on the same day that this podcast is coming out, we're going to be announcing the online vote. So there's a link. You can click it, hopefully, (laughs) and it goes through to the vote. I'm hoping it's going to work. And it's all self-explanatory. You click you vote you and it's going to be Eurovision voting your 12 points your 10 points then 8 down to 1 and you can vote for the songs that we have selected as our cherries so you will be able to vote until midnight CET on Thursday the 7th of November and of course the live show is happening at Eurofest featuring Kino 
on Friday the 8th of November. So you've got a, a couple of weeks to get your vote in and uh, you can listen to all of the songs. We've got a list of all of the competing entries on the website. Um, we're also going to be putting each song um, onto the social media so that you've got a chance to listen to it. Get ready, to, guys. We're going to start tagging the artists in. <laughs> Let's see what comes out of this. I don't know what's going to... Maybe nothing, but maybe, you know... Ali Ryan's been pushing her credentials for Eurovision this she year. Has, she yeah. really, uh, we might see her at Eurovision next year, the way that she's carrying on. We might on. see her at Second Cherry. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll see, yeah, we'll see what comeback we come. Yeah. But we're going to tag the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah. So have a look at the social media. We're going to be putting them up there and uh, you can familiarise yourself with all of the songs and you can vote, 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 vote. And of course, your votes are going to be 50% of the overall score. So our juries and the Vauxhall Tavern on the night are going to be 50%. The jury vote and your vote is going to be like the televote at, at massive 50%. Yeah, so it's absolutely worth doing. L listen, and if, you're, if you've got a ticket and you're coming and you want to vote online and you're going to vote on the night as part of the jury, it's fine. We're not precious about it. It's going to, it's not going to skew things because we can have millions of votes online, obviously. <laughs> and yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be and we are going to do this exactly like Eurovision. That vote, that jury vote on the night is going to be completely separate from the online vote. They're literally going to be two sets of scores. Yeah. God, you know. And now we're ready. We can do it. We can push the button and say, Europe, start voting now. <laughs> we did that quite good. That was in sync. It's the simple thing. If only they can do that live on, you know, at the Eurovision shows as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's our goal to present Eurovision in the UK, isn't it, when we finally win? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, yeah. this experience of presenting Second Cherry must put us at the top <laughs> of the list. I mean, what's the diff, really? <laughs> Great, so there you go then. So that is the you online... You Gabby Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Claudia. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you do like a winkle. Right, so we've done the online vote, right? Uh... <laughs> So the only other thing to announce is that, uh, not so much to announce, but I think we're pretty sure we can say that there might be a very, very few number of tickets for Eurofest um, about to go on sale at some point. We don't have the details of that. It, ha it is handled by the Eurofest guys, but we, we do think there is going to be some. So if you are interested and you're about, and look out for the, so we'll, we'll push it on our socials. Eurofest, follow them. They'll have it on their socials. You may still be able to get to come and um, see Kano. I mean... And see us. See us, yeah. yeah. Of course. And us. Faff about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So, there we go. That is, that's the last podcast until we come back with the final episode. Yeah, it's our penultimate. It's not good, but we're not, we're not, we're not getting sad or saying goodbye yet. Mm. And I get really mawkish at this sort of thing. Like, oh I'm going proper sentimental. So that last episode, bring your tissues for oh. crying. <laughs> I'll keep doing, keep you away from the gin as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to be absolutely battered on that last episode. <laughs> so yeah, tune in. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, so vote. Have a look at the, uh, the voting link on the social media and we'll be back with the live results in three weeks' time. We'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye.